Hi, this is Bryce from Shanghai Zan. This week, we're featuring an encore presentation recorded April 2022, featuring Apple's Annie Sue. One of the rules of the podcast at the time was that we could not mention anything about Annie's current employer, but you know they didn't make a difference. The podcast was excellent, and it was one of our most downloaded episodes from season one. So, let's turn it over to Annie Sue. Ali and me enjoy the show. Welcome to Shanghai Zan, a raw and lively regular debate about China tech, advertising, creativity, platforms, and the intersection of it all. Join us each session for timely and relevant discussions on all things China marketing. Will be joined by an entire spectrum of China experts. You can learn more about Shanghai John on our website at johnstation.com. That's z h a n station.com. Coming to you directly from the city of Shanghai. I'm Bryce Whitwong, and I'm Ali Kazmi. And in today's episode, Ali, we have Annie Su. She is a full-time marketing executive and part-time foodie. Most of her career has been with advertising agencies. Spent some of the prime time of it at a little-known company called Ogilvy. You've also been published、uh, two books about food. We're going to definitely talk about food. We have food on the table here because after five minutes into this podcast, I'm going to start eating, and I'm already hungry. Just just preparing for it. She's also a friend and has been in China for a really long time, both Beijing and Shanghai, right? And we remind everyone. If you like this show and like our previous shows, give us a five-star review on your favorite platform. I feel like a DD driver here. Apple Podcasts or Spotify both have places to leave those five-star reviews. So, Annie, you know, you mentioned that you published you published two books already、uh, on the on the topic of food and travel, and we've also talked about advertising in your advertising past. To some extent, your advertising present as well. Is do you think there's a connection between advertising and food? Oh, absolutely! David Ogilvy was a chef before he joined advertising, right? So I think there's a lot of connection、uh, when you work at kitchen, as the same as you work for a client on ideation and get the job done, right? It's just like you have to f- first you have to plan properly. What are you going to cook? What are you going to serve? And then. The entire process, you just have to manage it. It's just it's a planning process, and then you have to do it with a passion and creativity, with ingredients you want. So I think it's very very similar to work in the kitchen. It's very very similar work in the agency when you want to cook an idea. We use this word right, cook an idea. So to me, it's the same. Very similar. We also know that you've written two books on on food, so obviously there's a bit of a connection. I also know that the fact that the books are related more towards your passion about being with people, not necessarily about food in itself. Is that a correct statement? Yeah, I I won't see myself as a chef, right? I think I am not like a super chef compared with Gordon Ramsay or, of course, the other. Professional cook, but I just love talking about food, and I I love the stories when people get together, exchange ideas over a meal. So I think that's my passion. So my first book I wrote it when I I mean most of the inspirations start from when I when I was living in Beijing because you no know, this is my first time I left home right so. 
the only connection for you with your home is just food, right? So that was in Beijing, and then you feel quite lonely because you are in a strange place, and you have friends. They are、uh, with you, but they are not with you. You know what I mean? Like that, like they are not your your hometown friend. So you just have to. Bring people together after work. So I start to cook because I have to feed myself. I have to learn how to how to. I can't get the food I want. The only solution is to learn how to cook it. So then I start to cook, and then I feel like、mm, if I want to cook for myself, why not cook for my friends? So then one time, twice, third time. I mean, then it become like every two weeks, people come to my house, and then we cook. Together and then we share a meal together, but I think the fun part is for over the table. There's just a lot of stories and feelings and、um, jokes that you talk around the food. So then I come up with ideas. I really want to write down all these stories that cooking brought me. You have a lot of food. You have friends coming over. And they want to talk to you about the relationship or the stress and work or the happiness, the the new guys they just met, right? But you cannot just talk, so we have to cook something for that. So I think that's the start, the the habits and ritual that I want to cook my friends, and they told me their stories. Do you think the conversations around food are different from a coffee shop conversation or a conversation we could have at a bar? Of course, because food. It's a long process, so you have to talk for a long time, right? And I will invite them the process of cooking. So I cook, they just watch, and then when they watch me doing this and that, they ask question, and they will still chat, right? So it's it's actually an entire experience from you decide what to cook. You ask, I'll ask Ali, what do you want to eat this week? Oh, I want to eat. Uh, steak. Oh, what kind of steak? Why? And then you start to talk before the conversation start before you actually eat them. So I think it's it's a a lot. Of, it's a process with a lot of emotions. And sometimes I ask friend like, what do you want to eat? Oh, I want to eat lighter because this week I had a very bad timing. So then I would ask why, and then the stories come out. How do you spark the conversations that inspired your book? How did you get people to? Tell something interesting and not just some kind of mindless gossip that that wouldn't really anyone would be interested in reading. I think it's easy. Just feed them, man, and then you just cook for them, and then you just open the bottle of wine, and then just just nonstop talking. Then I just like, can you just get out of my like、toys? live entertainment? <laughs> yeah,、That's、great. I haven't read the book. I confess. Tell us about the structure of it. There's no interview, so everything it just happened naturally as a conversation. I did not have idea. Say, oh, I I want to read a book. Then I invite my my friends to my house to interview. It's not. It, it's just it just happened. And then a few years later, I decide to write it down. So my first book structure is called Taste Life Daily. You taste your life. Through food every day. So the structure is: I have different topic covered. Sometimes it's about one of my friends. He really want to get a girl, and we grew up together, right? So it's a funny story of how he want to get a girl and just want to cook a signature dish for her, and he even know doesn't know how to cut the onions, right? So, so I think that was a very interesting story, and I just write it down with. One of the recipe that I told him, and the the other girl was 
my girlfriend was dating with someone that doesn't speak Chinese at all, and she doesn't speak English. <laughs> so she always want to want me to translate the message into English for for her. Basically, I'm managing her relationship. So, and there was a lot of funny conversation. Uh, while we're eating, right? So then I was like, okay, I'll have a recipe for this, but the story is more funny. So it's like ten or it's actually fourteen stories. It's about marriage. It's about friendship. It's about loneliness, or it's about pressure when you grow up taking care of your parents' health. For example, then every story I have a dish around that story. And I have a very simple recipe. There, there was my first book. The second book that you wrote was about food and travel. I think I told the story before we got started. A good friend of ours. He's a chef、uh, by trade, but he now is a consultant. And he told me that Western restaurants in Shanghai in 2021 increased 200 percent. And the reason for that, he believes,、uh, again, not. Any evidence or research? Because he's a chef, he's not a not a planner or a market research person. He said it's because people yearn to travel. They love the experience of eating when they're in a foreign country, even though that they may not like what they eat. But it's a part of the experience, and as a result, Western food has increased. So tell us about your second book about food and travel, and about the experience, and how are the two related? My second book actually come after my after my sabbatical leave. I took. Few months. I actually took five months off in two thousand seven, and that was after I worked for Ogilvy fifteen years. My first time decided I, I need to take five months off. Till now, I still think it's the best decision for me. So these five months, I just travel with one suitcase for different countries with myself because I just think that I need to get time off from from my work, and I just need to get some time with myself. So I travel five months. And I think every time in the very beginning, I just eat my, myself because I, I travel to a foreign country that I don't know a single friend there, so I just have to eat alone. And then when it's very interesting that when you eat alone and you don't spend time on your phones and you don't pretend to read a book, it actually you <laughs> and it actually give you a lot of opportunity to see how people eat in the restaurant. Right, so at my first few weeks, I I just feel like it's so interesting that you eat what other people order and how do they eat and how the couple have a conversation. You just observe, right? But that four week, I I just feel very bored because I keep I need to travel for another four months. I cannot just eat alone. So I just told myself I need to make a rule. So whatever restaurant I go. I sit in the table, and whoever sit next to me, I need to talk to that person. Then I just start. So I I literally talk to anyone that sit next to me. Very very small things like, oh, uh, do you like your food? Should I order that? Or can you pass me, uh, the paper? Or or what is the Wi-Fi? I just try to start the conversation. And sometimes if I'm lucky, conversation goes. But most of the time, the conversation went very well because I just met a lot of interesting guys. Guys, including men and women, and families, and couples, and kids, we just share our stories in in a dining table. Sometimes they are also solo traveler. It's just amazing that you thought that the person sitting next to you, having the same pumpkin salad, would you have the same story with you? But actually, not. They have totally different story, life experience with you. But you just. Sitting there on the same day at the same time, isn't it very amazing? Like two stranger, you meet each other at the same time on the same table. Why don't you want to talk to that person? 
after I talked to them, there's a lot of stories and a lot of thoughts that inspire me. So I write them down. So my second book is not about particular recipe, but it's more on the cities I travel and the people I talk to. What What are the cities? Some of the examples of the places you went? Italy. So I I spent two weeks in Florence. And and I went to Portugal,、uh, Lisbon. Oh my God, I love Lisbon. These people are so amazing, and the food are amazing. And then I also traveled to Amsterdam, also in Germany. I've been in Berlin, in Prague,、uh, in Berlin, in Dusseldorf, in Frankfurt. It's just amazing. And then back to Asia, I was in Ubud in a yoga retreat, and there's amazing vegan food there. And a lot of very interesting but weird people that come here for some some peace, right? So it's it's amazing. Can we get you to share one of the stories from any one of those trips? So I was in Lisbon. I randomly spoke to a girl that sat next to me, and I realized she's a chef. And then we had a very good conversation, and she invited me to her house next day. She says she can t- teach me some Portuguese. Cooking. So I went there, and then she has amazing garden. And she say, "Oh, I, she she's not a chef anymore." I say, "Why? You're such a good cook." And she said, "Oh, actually, I had a cancer." I was like, "Wow!" So I'm going to share、uh, an entire dinner with a person I just met, and she had cancer. And I just don't know how I have to respond that. But I think it's not about her cancer. She told me like you know you just have to enjoy the moment. And she's people there are all very extroverts, right? <laughs> so they can talk a lot. So she told me about how she deal with the stress and how she decide to live to the moment. It's not about cancer. It's about how you share food and then you realize life is so short. Then you just have to enjoy it. And next day, and she drove me to another place for. Amazing meal. So it just—I I think it's one of the stories that I will memorize in my life. I don't know if she's still alive or not, because I don't—I didn't contact her after that. I hope she is, but it's—it's it's amazing time I had in Lisbon. So you've got amazing experience. Two books, amazing experiences. One on food, one on travel stories.、Um, if you had to take that to the next level, what would that next level be? If it wasn't a book. I don't mind to be on Netflix, <laughs> but <I don't, laughs> there are a lot of amazing food documentaries on Netflix, right? I actually I try to have a WeChat account. I actually I do have a WeChat account about my food story and recipe, but I just feel it's it takes a lot of efforts to edit it, and also like you say, I I think people right now they just into very especially in China. People are just into short format when they are on, on social media, right? So, and I decide to stop it because I I just think what I want to say is more than just say WeChat post. So, I, if you want to ask me, I I think I I want to do a documentaries and short episode on streaming platform because now then you can have a lot of images, stories, and sound and actual people talking. That would be nice. I quite like Stanley Tucci's Italian show, and it, it's very cooking focused. But what if it was combining the stories and the travel and the food, and it was all done in Chinese? In that sense, there's to be a huge potential audience for it. What do you think? Yeah. Are we up for it? Yes, of course. <laughs> I think it's um, and also 
food and travel and creative creativity, right? Because I think creativity in the broader sense, because you meet people that they have a very creative life, or they have a very creative way of looking at things. They also have creative way of cooking. So I think it would be amazing. I'm up for it. Is no. I, is anybody going to? Invite me for the show. We'll definitely uh, we'll pitch it. Annie, obviously, you're no longer in advertising. You're still attached to the creative business. Food is a great passion of yours, and yet here we are today at the WPP campus. Obviously, there's a number of advertising companies. There's a number of women that are still thinking about a business and a future in creativity. Why do you think that women should consider a career in advertising? Perhaps one way to get into that topic is to talk about, you know, three things that you would tell yourself today. A younger self on why to get into this business. Creative business is the best anti-aging things, right? Being a a creative a person in the creative business, no matter man or woman, it makes you stay curious all the time. So we actually we look younger, we talk younger, and then we actually behave younger. That's how I see people. Especially when I no long, when I am not no longer in agency, right? So people people outside agency, they may have the old heart. So I just feel like join the creative business. It make you feel curious and young and fun all the time. I think it's the best way. I think it's the best way, best business to join. But as a woman, I think I would just tell myself that the first thing is that. Just be proud of a woman in this business because I actually don't think woman needs to act like a man or or be equal to the man to to be successful. I I think woman and man are different fundamentally, right? So you just have to be proud of being a woman and be proud of all the skills and your personality that you were born and use it to to achieve what you want. But just not always look at oh I want to be the same as men in everything because we're different and we should deserve the same opportunity, but we're different. Just use your woman skill. I got a question with what you just said, which is very inspiring, Annie. I I teach at NYU. I literally post job opportunities, internships for my for my students, and I would say. That ninety nine percent all want to go jia feng. No one wants yi feng. Yi feng meaning agency consulting business. Jia feng meaning the client. They all want to go into the client business. They've heard so many horror stories about agencies being a sweatshop, being a place where you go and you work seventy eighty hours a week. There's late nights. There's no sleep. It's Stressful, and at the end of the day, it's not strategic like it used to be. What would you say to them to say, join an agency? Think about joining an agency. Don't join a client when you get out of school. What would you be your recommendation to them? I would still recommend that just join agency before they make another choice of joining the client side, because I think eventually the client side they are still a corporate that that runs more than. Uh, the business is more than just creative works, right? So your thinking and your mind will not be 
pure. I think your thinking and your 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 mindset will be a lot complicated than people start as a business in the creative agency side. So I think join the creative agency side first allow you to develop your pure enjoyment and your pure perception and judgment on creativity without any other things that interferes your judgment and there are a lot of fun and crazy people that work in agency so i think you should just meet them first and in, develop your enjoy your life and develop your crazy skills and drinks a lot or and, and have fun but just regardless there's long working hours because you're so young and just go them and experience the life first I, I worked in agencies only for like 20 plus years and people ask me like why didn't you ever work for the client and i say because i don't want to eat the same flavor of ice cream every day i could not imagine working in a company where i have to eat vanilla ice cream or i have to hear about the same brand and product every single day i love the fact that mm-hmm. i work on different stuff and when I look back at my experience, I've worked in almost every imaginable category mm. at some point in time. Mm. Now, granted, the jiafeng, the, the client side people will say, well, you really didn't experience that. You just were on the advertising. But I was given the opportunity to become an expert in their category for a very short time. Mm. And then the next day, I had to be an expert on something completely yeah. different. Do you think that yeah. that has that lure of that? Yes, definitely. Because that's why I, I call it to develop your creative judgment, right? Because you work with different clients and different, you're solving different problems with creative ideas. And then you, you, you have this privilege to work with clients and industries and brands from all over the world. So I think that's how you cultivate your creative skills rather than you just go to one jia fang before you go to yi fang and you just keep eating the same vanilla ice cream with different shapes, but still vanilla ice creams. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I like the attachment to food. I like the reference to, the, to food that we made in the last one. Thanks for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. And we will put links on uh, to Annie's books, her two, two books. They're both uh, currently in Chinese only. Uh, one's available in China. Uh, the other, the other the, both of them are available in Taiwan. We'll put links on the, on the show notes for those books if you want to uh, pick them up. I, I certainly do. I, I'm very inspired by our talk today. So thanks for being on the show, Annie. Always a pleasure spending time with you and getting a little bit soulful. Thank you. Join us next week for another exciting show. And to all our listeners, until then, have a great day.